rid of him, to be fair. Uh, but anyway, so here we go. Rick, you're up first. Why don't we uh, welcome Richard? This is when you're all looking at me thinking I'm going to say something sensible. Um, a fa- Paul emailed me a couple of weeks ago to say to me, I'm going to email you five rough questions. Don't stick to them, make it very conversational. So I wrote out the five questions, wrote briefs below them, so they're all very questionable. So um, where was I before? Um, I was in a very dark place before I came here, to be honest. Um, I had a journey, uh, a journey at, uh, I, I, at, at, in another church, and uh, I came out of that journey a broken person, I think. Um, my church then became Ballygally Beach, uh, with my wife, and at that time, a, a pregnant wife and two dogs, and we walked the length and breadth of that beach pretty much a lot of Sundays, um, putting ourselves together, putting my putting our putting our heads right, um, and I, I, I a lot of knockbacks, a lot of setbacks, a lot of journey, and a lot of a lot of conversations with good people. Um, people were sown into our lives. Um, people were speaking wisdom in the, into my life, and I just generally wasn't feeling. That I was that I was a good person, that I was a good Christian, that I had a face as a, you know, a guy who would have went, would have went to church quite happily and, and done the church thing, but that that for me um, that had to come to an end. So I, I I was getting a lot of hassle from my from my family to say, hey, Rick, you know, you need to step up here. You need to you need to bring it bring it bring your game. I guess um, what brought me to Vineyard was uh, more more than likely my brother-in-law and his family were coming along. My sister-in-law was here with her four kids. And these were guys who were speaking about a church that was full of life, a church that was full of the Holy Spirit, uh, a place where people were broken and were being, and were being welcomed, um, where people were unashamedly praying for each other, that people were unashamedly crying, um, that people were unashamedly on their knees um, because they were failures, they felt they were failures and they were being broken and then released back and being built up. Um, that for me and my family was very attractive. Um, and also because my wife was giving me an awful, awful hard time about having to go to church. Um, she was saying, Rick, um, you're the spiritual head of this house. And I was suffering. I, I felt the weight, the burden of that on my shoulders. And I really had to feel, I just, I just had to step up and be the, be the spiritual head of my house. Um, what made me decide to be um, a part of Vineyard as my church home, as, as, as this place? Um, I guess it was whenever we got to meet people. And people were so frank and honest with us. Um, people were so open the first couple of weeks we were here. People were so nice to us. Um, people were very welcome to my family, um, extended family. And, and also, like, we, we brought Haley into James at the time, and now she's in the Sparklers. And she, she actually loves it. Um, that kid has changed dramatically, as I'm sure you've all seen her. Um, she comes in, like, I'm, I'm having a shave sometimes in the morning. She come in, and I, I would cut myself shaving. And she says, oh, Daddy, let me pray for you. You know, that, that, that kid is a different person. My wife is a different person. I feel that I am a different person through coming to this church, um, seeing God's work in, in my life and my family's life as well. Um, I, I am the type of person who likes to have all my ducks in a row. Um, I am very structured and very organized. I, I have to have it a particular way. Um, and I think God has changed me in that it doesn't have to be perfect for me to accept you. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I get a bit emotional with this. Oh, choke it up, choke it up. Um, um, I, I don't have to be presented well in front of him to be accepted, if that makes sense. And everybody 
everybody who was here was exactly the same boat. We all come with um, dirty hands and dirty faces, but we leave that wee bit lighter-hearted, and we leave feeling accepted in front of in front of God. And we're all in the same boat. There was no there was no snootiness. There was no urge or graces about the place. There was no nobody was marking your card if you weren't here for one week. That sort of thing. Um, I guess for me, the, the the hope and celebration of of being here for one year. Um, uh, you know, to have this church we call as a family now, and, and looking ahead, I guess, you know, and to have our own home, um, for Vineyard Church, Carrick Fergus Church, to have our own home, we can pl- a place we can call our own. And then um, my hope for the future is that um, we, we as a congregation, we as a church family, we as a community, um, would see um, others coming through the door um, that we wouldn't always expect to come through the, the, the door of a church the fact that we are in a school, um, we pray almost for the, the, the typical prayer of praying for the unprayable. You know, but who, who do we expect to come and walk through that door? You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm, re- I'm so pleased to be part of a community, so pleased to be part of a family here that supports and encourages everybody around us. And to walk alongside you guys and rub shoulders with you guys um, is, is something that really encourages me massively. So thank you. Whenever Paul asked me to share, he said, I would like it to be two or three minutes. I always said, I have the record of the shortest sermon in this church. It will be two or three minutes, trust me, it's fine. Um, I suppose maybe something similar to what Rutgers was sharing whenever I came here. Um, I had just left my childhood church uh, where I was very involved in and had spent two or three years wandering and searching and trying to find somewhere and was very... um, uh, withered in confidence about my giftings in God and withered in confidence about um, my faith in him as well and I never thought I'd find a place that I could call my home church again. Um, so with that journey um, I kind of found that I would hide maybe from the things of God in my life um, but as I came and I dipped in and out um, the thing that kind of attracted me the most was the realness of it, was the fact that we were encouraged to give it a go. And if it didn't work out, that's okay. We didn't have to be perfect and we were still accepted. And the relationships as well that were here. Um, I suppose I could equate it to before I felt like a child that was in the playground and and was playing carefree and was getting involved in all the activities um, had got hurt and so instead wanted to come in and watch everybody else play from behind the window but didn't want to get involved. Um, And I think allowing myself to be vulnerable and allowing myself to connect in the relationships because I felt very guarded coming here um, has allowed me then to to get involved again um, and to want to give again. Um, I think one of the, the biggest things for me was that I just I felt before that I was dead inside, but now I feel alive. Um, before I came here, I believed that because I had disappointed God, that he didn't have anything left for me, or that I had in some way had missed it, um, that I had missed the things that God had for me. But now I realize that he, um, he isn't finished with me yet, and that there's more in store where that is. And coming here and connecting with the relationships here and allowing to be vulnerable and to be safe in that um, has allowed me to realize that God doesn't push but that he presses and that just as he was pressing the things in my heart and allowing to be to feel safe and walking with that has brought me to a a place where I can now say that I'm excited about the future and I'm excited um, and I hope that for us as a church in the next few years that we grow um, we grow in 
stature within the community. We grew um, in confidence in the spirit. We grew in numbers, but also the thing that God was really pressing on my heart was that we that he surprises us, that these next few years that we will be doing stuff and we will be in a place where this time now we never would have thought we would have been in um, and that he just continues to extend our borders in that way. slightly intimidated okay so just give me a moment um, before we started coming to the vineyard um, we had some time away from church my relationship with God at the time was good um, but it was people I struggled with um, they'd hurt me they let me down they misled me they used me and I had enough um, I didn't want to go to church anymore um, I could have just stopped and that would have been fine by me. Um, we were taking part in a Father Heart Ministries group at the time up in Balamone. And there was this lovely couple in it and they knew Paul and Chantel from Causeway Coast. And they said, oh, you guys have nowhere to go. Give it a try. You know, go out. We know them. They're good people. <laughs> So um, after a bit of persuasion from Malcolm, I decided, right, okay, let's, let's go. And I reluctantly agreed to it. Um, when we came in, we were made to feel welcome. The worship was honest and, and heartfelt, and the teaching was gentle. Um, but most importantly, uh, we felt God's presence here, and we felt that we were in a safe place. We kept coming back, um, but I was still on guard. Um, it was months before I realized that I had built these massive walls around me. And by then, they weren't protecting me. They were actually isolating me from everyone else. Layer by layer, God, um, as I trusted God, he started to remove the bricks in those layers to heal my wounds and to set me free. God sent wonderful people into our lives and during the most difficult times they were the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, they gathered us, they loved us, they stood with us as God redeemed and restored our relationship. During a time of extremely uh, financial difficulties following Malcolm losing his, his injury and then consequently stopping his job, um, we were overwhelmed by the generosity and faithfulness of the people who regularly supported us. <coughs> Sorry. As I stepped out and trusted God, as I got involved in the serving team, as I got taking part in a life group, relationships developed and I have been so encouraged by the people in this church. They have seen me through God's eyes and they have called me from my hiding place. They have helped me become who God created me to be. Through your encouragement, your teaching, your challenging, your love, support and prayers, something that was only a dream a few years ago became a reality this summer. As many of you know, 
we got a chance to go to Portugal, my home country, and just share God's love for the people there. And that was something I never thought would happen. Um, I am so thankful to be part of this family. It's, it's been the area where I struggled the most with relationships with people that God has transformed me the most. And he has given me a compassion for people. He has given me love, his love, and to reach out to others in the same place, to reach out to others exactly where they are, and to be part of a group as in rest, where we just welcome everybody in, and you just talk to people and just be there for them is a really something amazing for me to step out into. Um, over the next few years, I hope to see many lives radically changed by the love of Jesus expressed through the vineyard. People finding their identity in God and setting out each day as salt and light wherever they go, changing the atmosphere. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I hate speaking. <laughs> um, before I came to Vineyard, um, we'd probably done about six months of church hopping, going from one place to another. Um, and probably about six months we had of really, well, I had of really brokenness um, in our relationship. Um, and... I can remember, I can't remember why we actually turned up here, why we actually came through the door. I think we'd seen something on Facebook. And, <laughs> and we said, well, let's give this place a try. Um, and I can remember the first minute that we walked in the door. It just felt right. It just felt really natural. And um, that first morning, someone who I had known for years, who was my youth leader for years, um, asked me, how are you? Are you okay? And that first morning, I think I'd had six months of going from church to church and God really trying to knock on the door of my head and say, well, see, you're not okay. Everything's not okay. Stop bottling everything up inside. And that first morning when she asked me, are you okay? I just said, no, I'm not okay. And I really broke down. Um, and we kept coming back. And we loved, you know what we loved? We just loved the community. We just loved, and the realness. I think a lot of, there seems to be a common theme of everything that everyone said so far. Um, this is a real place of just coming and bringing all your, bringing all your crap and just <laughs> setting it down in front of Jesus and saying, do you know what? I can come in here feeling like rubbish, but I don't have to leave that way. I can leave completely different. My life in the past four years has completely turned around. Um, our relationship is in a completely different place. Where I am with God, even though I thought at that time, I'm in a really brilliant place with God. I have relied on God this past six months to bring me through the darkest time in my life. But do you know what? I was just relying on God. God gives us all these wonderful people around us to make life more full. And I have allowed that over this past four years. And I thank this church so much for giving me that opportunity. 
Um, I suppose my, my prayer for, for everybody and for the future of the church is that, that people will continue to do that, that people will continue to come through these doors and just say, do you know what? I don't care what the, next, the person beside me thinks of me. I'm just going to be vulnerable and I'm just going to put everything down in front of Jesus and walk out the door a better person. Um, and I just pray as well that, do you know, this place has been referred to as a hospital where people come and get healed and get made better and they go out. A hospital needs workers. A hospital needs people, cleaners, and it needs nurses, and it needs doctors. It needs so many people. I just pray that people who come in through the door will keep saying yes to say, do you know, I'm here and I'm committed and I want to help other people. I want to I pass on what I got. So that's me. <laughs> Super job. Well done. Cheers. Everybody gets a job. Just happens to be my job today was to set up to do sound, um, to speak, and to do communion. Um, everybody gets a job. Um, <clears throat> and... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I love looking around and not knowing everybody. Um, it's really good. And I'm going to be explaining a bit of that. So, before, like, everybody's been talking, and it's great, of hearing what God's doing. And it's not what they've made of themselves since they've been here. And it's not what I have done or somebody else has done. But it's about what God's doing through people and in people. And that's what it's all about. And before I start, this is not about saying other churches who don't do it like this, we're having a dig, we're not. I love the church. I love the bride of Christ. Um, and where leadership does, and other people here do that as well. And this is just about saying, this is what God's doing here. So don't take it as anything else other than that. Um, so maybe a wee bit about me. I'm a blow in the Carrick, um, even though I'm the one standing here, I've been here for a while. Um, North Belfast guy, grew up there. Yep, in the Ballet Salem, true. Um, and you ended up, um, I went to Bible college, I worked for the church, I worked for Presbyterian Church for a while, I left that, and I ended up working in Carrick Fergus YMCA. Um, not the new building they had. I, I was got the cold building in the winter and the sauna in the summer. So I worked there for six years. I socialized in Carrick, I went to church in Carrick. Um, I had friends and I worked here, but I was still the blow in. Um, I'm really thankful to people I've met all the way along, some who are here, some are in other places, some who are in different countries, um, who were really good people. And my wife, so I'm married to Jude, who's not here, she's at home feeling wretched, and she's carrying our second child, so she's home with Daniel and feeling rough, and we've got a wee baby coming in February as well, um, so I can say all the things that I wouldn't say if she was here. Um, so she, uh, she's not from here either, but she bought a house in Carrick because we were going out and I think it was a case, well, that's for you, you are in buying a house just to make sure it didn't get away. Um, <laughs> I told you I could say because she wasn't here. Um, but, but we get engaged at Christmas. Um, it was really romantic. I was really good. Guys, if you want some tips, come and speak to me. Um, and and it was, we were at a wedding in January and Paul and Chantel were at the wedding. Uh, it was the Templeton Hotel and Paul was like, oh, I already got engaged. That's really good and that's really excited. And I'm like, Are you okay, Paul? Um, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I can do weddings. I can do weddings. You know, I, I'm licensed and stuff, and I can do this, and I can do what? <laughs> He's so dead. <laughs> this is. The, I've got the microphone. This is how I remember it, right? Um, 
I can do weddings. I've got, and I'm sort of going, now it wasn't that bad, I'll give you that, um, nearly. And I'm sort of going, that's not Paul. You know, like, so me and Paul, we're friendly, we're dead on, but this is like, he's coming on strong here saying he wants to do the wedding. I'm like, okay, what's happening? And, and I was like, right, okay. And I'm like, it's a bit weird, so I'm going to stay away from him, and I'll get somebody else to do the wedding. But I didn't know what was going on. What was going on was Jude and I had left our church and said, we're getting married, let's find somewhere to settle. Let's find a home. Let's go around and look at different places. We tried lots of churches. We looked around. We seen where we were going for somewhere for us to be together and nearly a new start. Um, through all the tough stuff people are talking with, that stuff was going on. Um, so yeah, in positions of leadership, not seeing myself really live up to that, maybe not seeing other people live up to that, um, and me being caught, is it my fault? Is it God's fault? Is it their fault? And all that sort of stuff was going on, uh, and we were looking for somewhere to call home. And what Paul knew was, he was had in his head about starting the church here, but couldn't say, because he was still working somewhere else, and that's just not how you do it. Um, and he was like, this is somewhere who wants a home, this is somewhere who's looking for a church, and we're going to be doing that sort of thing. And I'm like, right. And then I understood afterwards what the idea was. Um, because we weren't at somewhere. And Paul was very clear at the start. He wasn't asking people from other churches, like, come on, you know me, come on, jump in. Not at all. Very much not that. It's like, you're not going anywhere. You're welcome. And that's the idea of the welcome stuff was, has went through it. And then from all that, we ended up in a wee cafe on a Thursday evening. And that was meant to be church. Um, and then we ended up in a pub on a Thursday. And that was meant to be church as well. Um, over at, um, with the Swift or whatever it's now, the point as it was then, uh, and then back into a cafe and going, this is church. It's, it's not my idea of what church is um, in terms of that picture you have, but it was church. It really was church. Um, and there was a difference. I love sometimes just taking a step back and rather than being in it, having to look through this sort of big picture and trying to think, what's the difference? Um, and again, this isn't the dig, it's just saying what I noticed is different about us as being good. And it was the language of possibility. So this stuff didn't happen by chance, it just didn't accidentally happen, but through leadership, through people who came together, through community, through people just exploring this honest relationship with God, there was a language of possibility. Um, and I'm a big believer in stuff of like the language we use creates the world we live in. So God was using that language with us. We were using that language with each other. And we went to a community and used that language of possibility. And that was new to me because I was from a place of, well, here, yeah, all the potential, yeah, young, green, coming out and tripping up and falling and thinking, well, maybe it's not really like that in the real world. And a few people going, you know, welcome to the real world. You know, everything isn't as rosy. But this language of possibility came as God started to speak it. Um, and we're starting to see people here patched up people being talked up and encouraged to look up um, to what's going. Do you like what I'm doing here with all the up stuff? But an opportunity then to get up and go out and do it again. Um, that's what I found through Vineyard and through the work that was going on. And that's what God was doing through people of just that healing, of patching, of just lifting their heads up. And people get their heads down. Everybody who spoke here before me has talked about that place where their head's down. God has just been lifting heads up. It's just been saying to you, come on, you are good enough. You are worthy because I'm worthy and that's where it comes from. Um, and I think that's what God's doing here. God keeps doing that and keeps doing that. And you know what? It doesn't happen by accident. It's something that God's pushing and pressing, as Julie said. He's pressing this in us. And that's what's being caught by other people, by our leadership, by the people who are doing life groups together, by the people who are just here. This language of possibility means here. Maybe, it's, maybe this is okay. Maybe this is where I can get healed and sort of brought up. Um, and it's been really amazing to see what God's doing. 
and that's the first point I made. People I don't know here. Hi, I'm Brian. Um, and that's great. Because if it was just people who I knew hanging about with other people I knew, that's not the point. The point is that this is where people come to meet God. This is where people go from bringing God who meet other people. And God's in the whole thing of it. And it's not about who I know. It's about what God's doing. And it's great that we are now at the size where I can't get to know everybody's name or my mind or whatever. It doesn't work that way. I'm too forgetful. Um, and this idea of glancing back you know, is not a back pattern. It's not a well done. It's not, oh, aren't you great? Isn't God done really good stuff? It's a little bit of encouragement to say, flip. Four weeks booked in, in a wee cafe to all the stories that we have along the way, all the testimonies of what God's doing day and daily with people. It's like, God, flip, you've done all that. And then that glance back is for us to aim forward as he does more with us, as he does more for this community, as God just starts to reveal himself more, as we catch what he's got, and then we do what we see the Father doing. Um, that's what this glance back's about. Um, and hopefully it's that encouragement rather than just a bit of sort of backslap and, and praise for ourselves. It's about aiming forward, about aiming up, and seeing what more God has for me, God, more, more God has for you and for this community as he just reveals himself more and more. Well done, and uh, a massive thank you to all five of you who've shared so honestly and so bravely. Uh, it truly is just wonderful to hear those stories. Uh, Phil, who's part of our church uh, from early days as well, uh, designed this image that we have here, which has uh, stuck with us and is still part of our thing. And We, we, we met together uh, over a drink, and he was uh, kind of asking me as he was putting some design stuff together for us, in those early days, and it's like, you know, tell me, tell me what's the vision, tell me what's the dream, what, what, are, what are we about? And I just began to kind of throw out some phrases and some language and some words and th that kind of described what we sense God was calling us to lead. And, uh, and the, this phrase came up when that image came out. And uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is that we're really thankful that that's what God is doing. It's what God is on us as a community that people can come as you are. And I'm just thrilled hearing those stories of people's lives changed. But I'm also aware, and this is not taking anything away from any of the five stories which were so powerful, is that they've come from a place, a previous uh, place of relationship with God. They, they, were, they were already there. They were already in. And, uh, and that's absolutely fantastic. We thank them that, we're, we, that this is home for them now. And, and I guess whilst we remember this morning, as we celebrate our birthday, as we look back, as we look forward, it's all this stuff that propels us to move forwards. What God's doing in this next season. And so we mentioned that this is a hospital where people come warts and all, all kinds, come get healed up. But God's calling us to be an army as well. And so not only do we come as we are, but we go with what God's given us. That's what we must do. And my prayer, join with me, would you, in these next five years, in this next season that God has for us, 
that we hear many stories of lives changed from people that are far from God. That we see conversions, that we see people giving their yes to Jesus for the very first time. That would be, uh, as well as those wonderful stories that we've heard, and many of yours as well, which we, we could have invited loads of you to have done that, by the way. Um, but that we would hear stories, people far from God giving their lives to Jesus. We uh, thought that as we remember what God's done over the last five years, that we would remember him and why we're here in the first place and remember what he did for us as we uh, share in communion uh, this morning. Jesus demonstrated uh, to his disciples in that final meal, in that special meal, in the upper room together. Uh, they had meal as Passover time and as part of that time, Jesus did something incredibly powerful and incredibly significant with his disciples. It's incredibly familiar to many of us. But it's important that we remind ourselves, again, what the words that he spoke and why he spoke them. So we read in 1 Corinthians uh, this, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. When he gave, when he'd given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant. This kind of means promise. The new promise, the new way things are going to be from now on. In my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so this morning, you're invited. You're invited. If you know uh, and you love Jesus and you've given your yes to him, you are invited to uh, take in what we call communion. And as we do that, we remember that his body was broken for us. His blood was shed for us. We remember this new promise that we now, through his sacrifice, enter into a relationship with Jesus. Even though we don't feel worthy, even though we don't feel up to much or we can do this. If we confess and we say sorry because of this sacrifice we can enter into this new promise, this new covenant relationship with him. We remember this morning that Jesus willingly laid down his life for us. And that we remember that he invites us to lay down our lives for him and for others. And so will you join me as we share here this morning? We have uh, three stations, I think we call them. Um, we, uh, we've one here and we've one there and we've one at the back. I feel like the air hostess. 
and the exit's over there. <laughs> um, so the, the, the five guys plus, plus another uh, are going to be, uh, uh, that spoke this morning, they're going to come in a moment and they're going to serve you communion. And uh, there's, there's bread, there's gluten-free bread, uh, there is wine and Ribena juice, uh, there's the glass that we share and we wipe, and we've also got some, um, <laughs> they're actually shot glasses, <laughs> all right, <laughs> the little plastic ones, so uh, if you get a bit grossed out about sharing a cup and all the rest, you can, uh, you can do that, um, so that's that. <laughs> Isn't it brilliant? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a holy moment. I'm not disrespecting that. I'm not making, we're not, but at the same time, we're having fun about things. And I think that's okay. I think Jesus would like us to have fun, not at the thing. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I don't need to explain. So, uh, the five, six of you, would you uh, go to your station? Uh, and if the worship team, if you could come first, that would be uh, really good. And then in a moment, the children, the Rockets children, only the Rockets children, they will be joining us. You'll hear them, I'm sure. Uh, they will come. And uh, parents, it's up to you whether you choose, whether you're okay with them taking communion. We're okay with that, but it's your choice, parents. And then whenever you're ready and you feel like you want to go, go to either station or the one at the back, and, um, and then the guy's going to lead in worship, so uh, join with us after then, okay? Whenever you're ready, you just make your own way. <laughs>